This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Senator Katie Britt revealed this week documents from the U.S. Department of Justice that were given to her from a whistleblower within that agency. Those documents were part of training for U.S. Marshals and do not fully explain the scope of a federal law when it comes to the protests that were held outside of U.S. Supreme Court justices in May of 2021 following the leaked documents from the Dobbs versus Jackson case. In the next slide here, it discourages the marshals from making arrest under any section 1507 by asserting that there may be a First Amendment right to harass the families of the judges and by concluding that any arrest of protesters are a last resort to prevent physical harm of the justices. Britt went on to question U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland about his knowledge of this training of U.S. marshals. Mr. Attorney General, yes or no, were you at any point before your testimony in front of the Judiciary Committee aware of these training materials or the fact that the marshals had been heavily discouraged from making arrest under Section 1505? I think this is the first time I've seen the slide deck, and frankly, from here, I can't make it out, uh, for which I apologize for my eyesight, but I can't, can't make it out. 1507, though, actually is more all-encompassing than that narrowly tailored objective. It's clear when you look at these slides that the marshals were not given those directives. I would like for you to take a look at that. And if you agree with that statement, um, I'd like for you to amend your testimony to the Judiciary Committee. Chairman John Wall of the Alabama Republican Party is now voicing his support of an end to the state's grocery sales tax. The current sales tax for the state is at 4%. That puts Alabama as the fifth highest state for combined sales tax rates for state and local. Wall says that with the cost of living on the rise as a result of policies from the Biden administration, that he is seriously concerned about low and middle income families keeping their heads above water. Wall says that relieving the burden for Alabamians in the area of food is an excellent starting point. There are three school districts here in Alabama that are taking legal action against the parent company of Facebook and Instagram, which is known as Meta, as well as other social media platforms. Those schools are Tuscaloosa City Schools, Baldwin County Schools, and Montgomery Public School System. They fought a lawsuit against Meta along with TikTok, YouTube, and Snapchat for their contribution to the mental health crisis among young teens. The Beasley Allen Law Firm is part of this lawsuit, and attorney Davis Vaughn spoke to WBRC News about the legal action, saying that those the social media companies have known for years that its content and products are causing anxiety, depression, suicide, and disorders, especially among young female girls. Vaughn says the social media product lacks safeguards, age verification, and parental controls that would prevent the addiction from developing among the youth. Two state lawmakers are introducing a bill ahead of the dispensary of medical marijuana here in Alabama. The Drug-Free Babies Act is going to be sponsored by State Senator Shea Shelnut and State Representative Susan DeBose. The Drug-Free Babies Act would close a loophole when it comes to pregnant women using legalized medical cannabis here in the state. The Eagle Forum of Alabama is supporting this bill due to research they have seen that shows how cannabis damages DNA and causes birth defects. This bill would propose various ways to ensure that a pregnant woman or a potentially pregnant woman are informed about the dangers of prenatal use of cannabis, as well as dispensary owners not providing the medical marijuana to those who are pregnant. A married couple in Madison County has been indicted for using COVID relief money for personal use. 
43-year-old John Scoggins and 37-year-old Jennifer Scoggins are charged with defrauding the Small Business Administration through the Paycheck Protection Program. The Department of Justice alleges that the two got $1.7 million from that program back in 2021, and the Scoggins ended up using that money to buy a home, take a vacation, and even get plastic surgery. Flags will be flown at half-staff this coming Monday in honor of fallen Huntsville police officer Garrett Crumbie. Governor Kay Ivey issued that directive on Thursday. Ivey says that on behalf of the state of Alabama, she expresses the deepest sympathies to the Crumbie family, friends, and fellow law enforcement professionals. Crumbie was shot along with fellow officer Albert Morin, who is currently injured and hospitalized. The two were responding to a shots-fired call at an apartment complex where there was an injured female victim. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall says that the officers were then ambushed by an armed suspect. Juan Robert Laws has currently been arrested and charged in that shooting. And the funeral arrangements have now been confirmed when it comes to Officer Garrett Crumbie. Visitation will be held at the Mayfair Church of Christ in Huntsville this coming Sunday. Funeral services will be held on Monday in Huntsville and burial will be at the Tuscaloosa Memorial Park. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, nine U.S. Army soldiers are confirmed dead after two Black Hawk helicopters collided in the state of Kentucky. The two helicopters were taking part in routine training exercises with the 101st Airborne Division, and they were doing so at nighttime. The crew members were part of the U.S. Army's Air Assault Division with the nickname the Screaming Eagles. That division works out of Fort Campbell in Kentucky. An aircraft safety team based out of Fort Rucker, Alabama, is now headed to that state to assist in the investigation. Just south in the state of Tennessee, protesters took over the Capitol building on Thursday, demanding gun control laws following the school shooting in Nashville at Covenant Academy. Six people were killed, three adults and three nine-year-old children. The shooter was a former female student from that school who was currently identifying as a transgender man. Also on Thursday, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre expressed sympathy for the transgender movement and their upcoming protests in Washington, D.C. for this weekend, rather than the students or family in Nashville who have been devastated by this latest attack. Uh, And we've been very clear about these anti-LGBTQ bills that we're seeing in state legislatures legislatures across the country, in particular these anti-trans bills, uh, as they attack trans kids, as they attack trans parents. Uh, it It is shameful. And it is unacceptable. Uh, as you mentioned, tomorrow is Trans Visibility Day on a day that we should be lifting up our trans kids, our trans youth, and making sure that they feel seen. We're seeing more and more of these hateful, hateful bills. We're also finding out that the New York City Grand Jury, under the guidance of Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, has issued an indictment against former President Donald Trump. The criminal charges against Trump are connected to payments made before the 2016 presidential campaign to adult entertainer Stormy Daniels, supposedly regarding an affair between her and Trump decades ago. Former Fox television host and attorney, as well as fiance to Donald Trump Jr., Kimberly Guilfoyle spoke about the next steps forward on Newsmax with Greta Van Susteren. There is an indictment. The president will comply with law and order and he will surrender. The circumstances and arrangements for that are being made as we speak. Of course, Secret Service will be involved and will accompany the 45th president of the United States. Imagine again that this has never happened in American political history. But those are the circumstances. We expect that to happen in the early uh, portion of uh, next week. 
And another train has derailed, this time in the state of Minnesota. The 40-car freight train went off the tracks and then caught fire just outside the city of Raymond. The train had hazardous materials on board. The residents in the city of Raymond had to be evacuated in the early morning hours of 1 a.m., and it's not clear yet whether they're even being allowed back at this point to their homes. Jacob Chansley, otherwise known as the QAnon Shaman, is now out of prison and at a halfway house. Chansley has been in jail for over 18 months for being part of the so-called insurrection at the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. However, newly released security footage was brought to light by Tucker Carlson on Fox News. That video was clearly exculpatory evidence in the case against Chansley, since he was very distinguishable in that video footage with his two-horned Viking hat and face paint and the fact that he was not wearing a shirt. What the video footage revealed was that Chansley was accompanied by police, as many as eight of them, at all times while he was in the Capitol building, and never once did Chansley engage in any violence or destruction while he was there. In fact, he was very polite and thanked the police and prayed for them. Chansley's attorney, Albert Watkins, revealed that he was never given this exculpatory evidence from the federal prosecutors who charged his client. Data from the Customs and Border Protection Agency is now showing that with only three months into 2023, there are now more Chinese nationals who have entered the U.S. illegally by way of Mexico than the total number of those who did in 2022. Last year, that number was 1,900 Chinese nationals who were apprehended at the border. So far in 2023, that number is now at 4,200. We're not even halfway through 2023, and it already surpasses the largest record set, which was back in 2016, of 2,439. And earlier this week on The Daily Detail, I brought you a story about the shortage of ammunition within the U.S. military forces due to the amount of weaponry and ammunition that has been sent to the country of Ukraine. This fact, and the danger that it poses to national security, has not been lost on Ohio Senator J.D. Vance, who spoke about it on Fox News earlier this week. We do not make enough bullets in this country to support multiple fronts of multiple wars. I'm talking about bullets, I mean ammunition, munitions, artillery shells, some of the advanced missile systems. So when we talk about sending $120 billion worth of weapons to Ukraine, those are weapons that we could not send to Taiwan or other parts of the world that would actually be in the service of American national interest. This entire idea that we can focus on Russia and we can focus on China is a farce. These guys shipped our entire industrial base to China in the first place. We don't make enough of our own weapons. And the fact that we're sending it to Ukraine with so little accountability is the very reason why China's threat and power is growing in the world today. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out the 1819 News podcast with host Brian Dawson as he sits down with Steve Dace about an upcoming movie with a Christian theme, despite the title, which is Nefarious. So we made this movie to look and sound like what your pagan friends and family members are used to being entertained by. But mark my words, it is fully it's a full throat apologetic for our belief system. And it will it will it will force the conversation that you will then have with your your unbelieving friends and family members, take them out to coffee, pizza, dinner afterwards. And and we tenderize that meat for you. We, we softened them up. We slapped them around for a good hour and a half. You can find more of that podcast at 1819news.com under the podcast tab.
If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of the daily detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about the daily detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.